Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode six. Uh, today, we're going to be uh, doing something a little bit different, and we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, North Korea controversy and everything that's going on with uh, the uh, the Sony hack and uh, the fallout from that. Uh, it's made the, the news and the entertainment news uh, the past uh, week or so, so we figured it would be uh, a good topic to touch upon. Uh, unfortunately, Lauren isn't here this week. Uh, the voice of reason <laughs> isn't right. here, who has been replaced by... Uh, Jer Tobin Me. from last week yeah. and uh, also our editor uh, of the uh, YouTube uh, version of, of the podcast every week. Uh, so thank you, Jer, for filling in today. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. having me. You're welcome. Sure. And, uh, and, and he's, he's got a good rundown of uh, all the facts and everything else that uh, leading up to the conversation. So uh, we'll get into that in, uh, in, in just a minute. Uh, so the uh, highlights from this week on uh, NEPACene.com. Uh, let's see, we have uh, some photos and uh, video of the uh, Menzinger's Holiday Show, uh, which was huge. Uh, I, 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 I would venture to say it was the biggest show in Scranton of the year easily because uh, a lot of people consider Montage Scranton. It's technically music. And, yeah. uh, you know. When geographically. You, yeah. Geographically. So, uh, it's kind of like Crimea. Yeah, and I think it's just it's bigger in terms of impact than anything that they could uh, do there, just because uh, you know this is the first time the Leonard uh, has been open to the public in terms of uh, a concert. You know, they've had little you know business card exchanges and little events and things like that here and there, but uh, um, they're not officially opening till the spring. The I guess the renovations aren't completely done yet, but it did look pretty great in there, for, uh, except for the bathrooms. My God. But uh, other other than that, uh, the, well, Rich, the, you should you should have public phobia like I do. <laughs> I just I I just had to pee, man. I just had to pee, and it was like, here's your basin. Hold you it know? and go like, home. It was. Oh, uh, why is it like old school? Is it like trough it was, style? Uh, they, is it they, trough style? No, the um, uh, the sink is a giant trough uh, next to another <laughs> sink that it was there's like put in like, afterwards. There's a video on YouTube. Did you ever, you you had to be the guy that was seen this? You know, like the pee trough that they have. Yeah, like did you see the guy? No, did you see guy? So there's like a whole row of porta potties, and then outside the porta potties is like a pee trough, just in case like the porta potties are full. It was in like Europe. <laughs> so this guy goes <laughs> in the porta potty, takes a pee walks out of the porta potty and this was on like it was like for it was like at a concert so so the concerts or like like their local MTV there was like filming it and the guy in the background drunk walks out of the porta potty and then washes his hands oh, in the oh, pee trough man and then what and like the lady on the camera was like i was bitten i <laughs> she was like so blown away that this guy was just like washing his hands i don't know if he picked up a mint as soap but he did do it. I'll find the video. If I find it, can you post? It? Yes, <laughs> the Petrov guy. I'll totally include yeah. that. Okay, so good. he must have had some pretty clear. Because who doesn't want to watch that? Water. No, he he walked out of the porta potty, walked over to the Petrov, and washed his hands in it. And there was like a dude like upstream peeing, which was which I thought was funny. <laughs> now speaking of Petrovs, I just want to get this out. I'm so glad. You've, I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting my whole life. I am so glad that the Bloomsburg Fair no longer has Petrovs in their restrooms because oh. they, they had those, I don't know, like maybe we five years ago, they finally got rid of them. Mm. But it was, especially as, as a child, when I was there, it was <laughs> very traumatic. My winkies, <laughs> I'm like, what, what is this? I am frightened beyond belief. 
I see people's wieners just everywhere. Yeah. Like, what is this? I don't know, Jerry. You should have one too. Yeah. So, so that, that that has obviously still had rippling effects on your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have a number of a great therapist. If you want to go, <laughs> I'm fix already, that. I'm already booked up because I think by the end of this podcast, I'm going to need yeah. to go start going back. <laughs> well, I I could say that the, the bathrooms were not that bad, but okay. They, yeah, they, they were. Well, they you were think rough. that the. I don't know. So, you think if they're having an event like that, they'd be like, all right, let's, you know, let's well, spin, span a little bit. I, I, I think it was uh, just one of those things where I don't, I don't know if they even had planned to do it. I think that, that, uh, cause from what I understand, uh, 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 Tom May from the Menzingers went to, uh, you know, like Bill Orner and those guys who are connected to the, to, uh, to those, uh, to the venue owners and just said, Hey, you know, can, can we do this? And, uh, so I, I think it was just the best venue for it at the time because I mean a lot they they always sell out every year it's an annual thing that they do uh, they raise yeah but money. they're never playing a place this big yeah no this this is this is probably the biggest one that they've done and it, from what I understand it's about eight hundred capacity um, they did sell out I wouldn't say there was eight hundred they probably tried to keep it a little under that you know fire safe, code yeah. and everything yeah but I mean there was at least a good you know six to seven hundred I mean it was wow. it was. It was a it was well attended and it was it was all ages which is great because there's no all ages venues around anymore. Oh, there's no booze there. There was, but um, you had to drink it in a separate section. They actually like had a part that was sectioned off and you couldn't leave if you had a beer in your hand, which was smart. So, so it was like could, the infield of NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It it was it, it was really uh, well put together. The security was great. They had like a security like a professional security team there and uh, they were all really friendly and and uh, the kids were you know, they, they obviously they, they moshed and they, you know, I had crowd surfed and everything, but it was nothing that was outrageous or, you know, nobody got hurt. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of space for everybody. Everybody wasn't packed in. It wasn't like sardines and you had the balcony area where you could go upstairs and just, you know, see it from the balcony, which was nice. How did it sound? Uh, the sound, it, that place eats up sound. It's never had great sound. So it, it, uh, it, it sounded okay if you were like right there. Um, but if you were back more, like if you're in the balcony or something, you know, it was just kind of getting eaten up. So, I mean, it, I, th- I think, uh, the acoustics in, in there aren't wonderful, but, um, but, but I mean, there's it could, hope. yeah, I mean, it could easily be, you know, like a, a Sherman theater or something like oh, that cool. of Scranton. If, uh, if they keep booking bands that are, you know, a decent size and, and getting local openers and things like that. So I really hope it turns into, uh, a hotspot for uh, for local concerts and things. You know? Yeah, uh, I was going to ask uh, what your thoughts are on it becoming maybe a replacement for the vintage. Like, how accessible do you think it is to local? Those steps are killer. Oh, yeah. walking up those stairs. Well, the in, in, ter- in terms of accessibility, um, I think it's I think it's definitely going to be run differently. I don't I don't see it as being uh, vintage two point right. right. Uh, just because uh, it's so new, that, that well, was so the, unique, man. The, exactly. Yeah. Well, the the building was is owned by uh, a local developer who did uh, the Conalofts. Uh, he also bought the building that was the old uh, uh, Scranton Chamber of Commerce across from City Hall. So um, I'm sure he's you know probably thinking in a, in a business minded way. Though I believe he's also involved with uh, some of the stuff at at Montage as well. I think he owns the mountain. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never met I know, him. I, I know never, he's. I heard he's. A nice I know guy. he's involved in that. He he is. I, I met him a few years ago actually when I was a, a reporter, um, and I was doing stuff on the Conalofts and things like that. And he was he was great. He you know took me on a tour of the place, and you know he's doing great work in the area. I just hope that that you know 
he gets maybe somebody to uh, to book acts and things like that and keep the place active. I'd hate to see it be, you know, six months later and now there's another show and then maybe six months later there's another show. You know, I was nice parking. I know these are so like Scranton resident questions. Yeah, su- su- surprisingly, <laughs> potholes. You know, well, I had actually I had gotten a ride because I figured, you know, even though I live right down the road, I'm like, ah, there's going to be no parking there, and there was plenty of parking still. But I I got there pretty early. Like it started at five, and you were there on. So the I was day there before. at five, <laughs> <laughs> and there was still there was still parking around. But there's there's all the parking garages. I think the main thing is nobody wants to pay for parking, so right. that's why they say there's no parking. There's plenty of parking. It's just you have to go to one of the garages, which right. if especially if, it, if it's people coming from out of the area, they're probably used to that. They're yeah, they don't care. It's like a three minute walk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're, I, I, we're I don't like if we if we can't get to the front door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no parking out front. Let's go home. Which yeah, which is very much a Scranton thing. We dropped 80 bucks for our tickets. Let's go home. There's no parking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dad, really? All right, let's go. <laughs> Sorry. So no, the the show the show was amazing though. All the bands were great. Uh, I wish I could have went. It man. was a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, the the whole the whole thing was just really well put together. It was really well organized. Um, you could tell everybody had their shit together. So it was it was great. Um, we also have uh, we have a story on uh, Leash, which is uh, Ken Norton from Grace's Downfall, his his new band. Um, it's basically a, a, a Pearl Jam tribute act, and he's trying to do that to kind of separate because, uh, you know, Grace's Downfall does a lot of covers and a lot of cover shows. Um, so he wants to kind of keep Grace's Downfall, the original music, and then kind of move this, you know, the, the Pearl Jam stuff over to Leash and, uh, and balance both. They're uh, really good. I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a Pearl Jam guy. Like I grew up on Pearl Jam. Like well, I, I didn't get a chance to get over Thursdays yesterday. They did. They played a, a make a wish benefit for, for thanks Thursdays. for thanks for doing that article too for oh, make a wish that was awesome yeah no that i i hope it i hope it helped and uh did how, how did that go i know you were, you were i had mc yeah i don't i don't know what you that were, meant you, i was the hype guy <laughs> um no it was it was it was it was really it was really good man it was really nice and uh i had a uh, t from thirsties mm-hmm. uh his son tommy was my co-host he's nine years old and he was he's, he's sharper wit than i man he was really good <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, we, we if it wasn't for uh, I was exhausted. So if it wasn't for Tommy, mm. you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound right if I say I had to keep up with a nine year old, but he was well, awesome. Ne- neither uh, neither you nor uh, T have to sleep because uh, I posted the leash story at like four in the morning. Oh no, I was awake, man. I saw and, it, and and you liked it right away. Yep. And then he shared it right away. And yeah, I was him like, and I don't sleep. Yeah. It's really insane. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody out there who has Tylenol Z, just send me some. Or uh, NyQuil Z. That's how tired I am. (laughs) Uh, We we also have a story on uh, on Cherokee Red, uh, local uh, uh, indie band. Uh, They're they're playing with uh, Lewis and Clark at the AFA Gallery uh, this this weekend. I believe it's uh, Friday. And uh, so that, that show actually got moved. It was supposed to happen a few weeks ago, and then we got snow, so they moved it. Um, so we have uh, a Q&A with them. Uh, we also have uh, a large story uh, coming on uh, Down to Six this week. They have a, a CD release show coming up. Uh, we premiered one of their songs uh, a couple weeks ago, and then we uh, premiered another song from them, uh, I think, last week as well. So, um, so They're now, really talented guys. Yeah. I, I, and, and I don't want to sound you know ignorant, but I, I didn't really hear of them until uh, you posted that song. 
Well, see, that's that's the that's the the beauty of that. I know, you know? man. And and that really, that that's really one of the main purposes of the site is to bring all of those artists together. You know, because a lot of these people, did, like uh, somebody brought it up. Actually, the uh, one of the members of uh, Cherokee Red brought it up to me. Uh, he had said, you know, when he was out this weekend, he was talking to people uh, because they played uh, basically the the post cabinet show because cabinet played uh, two sold out shows at the, at the Kirby. Kirby Center. Yeah. And he said most of the people there had no idea what the Menzingers was or or what the <laughs> holiday show was. And it was it's like been going on for like five or six years, too. right? Yeah, this this was I think the fourth year, and or four years, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure. Menzing whom? <laughs> but the Menzingers are are signed to a uh, you know a major label. Yeah, they're you know. internationally known. They're they've toured the world yeah. several times. Uh, so it, West Side represent. Yeah, it's and so it's amazing that these these cliques don't know each other, and I think that's what it is. Is it's, it's um, it's, I don't even think maybe it's clicky on purpose. It's just a lot of times I think, you know, you're just into so one kind of genre or whatever. You're not really seeing that there's all this other stuff going on. So really our goal is to just bring all of those people together and, and make them see that, you know, cause I, I think a lot of people don't, uh, they don't think in those terms when they, they pop music in their car or something. I mean, we live in an iPod generation where, you know, you put something on shuffle and you're listening to, uh, country music one minute and then the next minute Florida, Georgia. techno and then yeah. <laughs> Florida Georgia line. Wait, I thought they weren't allowed any more than five seconds on the show. That was <laughs> right. So I'm going to keep doing it. You're <laughs> just going to keep bringing them. Yeah. Up. Anytime I hear country music, it's the, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Is well, Florida Georgia when, line. when they, when they come here, will you interview them? Will you do, will you, I'll be like, story? guys, how did you come up with such a clever name? <laughs> yeah. Are all of you from Jacksonville? <laughs> No, 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 you do not want me to inter- interview. No. no, it's going to be all like, you know, dick and fart <laughs> jokes. I I, like, I, I, don't know, I know you want to throw them under the bus at my expense. I yeah, but- <laughs> I kind of want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should have Jimmy interview them. <laughs> that's all you, that's, Jimmy's in there going, <laughs> that's all you get. <laughs> like Jimmy ran through the whole interview in a split second in his mind and it was hysterical. Jimmy, what would be the first question that you'd ask Florida Georgia line? Why? <laughs> just one word question perfect yeah. who what <laughs> forget when and where why why <laughs> all right <laughs> florida georgia line and we just put up uh we just put up photos of uh the open mic night last week um we took a couple weeks off because there was all this weather hype and then none of it ever happened anyway but you know people are they get you know they as soon as they hear about it they get their bread milk and eggs and you never hear from them again so uh we figured it was probably best just to not do the open mic they get in their storm cellar yeah and that's yeah. it batten down the hatches yep. right flurries doomsday prep <laughs> but but last week it was great because we had a, we had a, a decent turnout. It was really good, and uh, we had a lot of poets. We had three poets show up. Uh, I think from the I think from the Stroudsburg area, which was pretty cool that they drove up or something like that. And please uh, please uh, poets, if you're listening, feel free to come back and bring your friends. Yeah, well, we want to see more. You know, what was funny is is um, like secretly I was afraid because I wanted to publicly invite everyone, but secretly I was like. These comics are like they're they're real like go through go for the throat like like dark humor kind of comics. Yeah. So 
and they like to bust each other, especially in between sets. Like yeah, they'll yeah, get yeah, up yeah, and yeah. bust the, the last guy that was on and stuff. And I'm thinking these poets are going to get up there with their all their sensitive. I'm pouring my heart out stuff, and these guys are just going to rip them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Within about 20 minutes. They were all sitting at the same table, laughing with each other and the joking. The poets and the comedians. And yeah, they were all like they they had sit at separate tables, and within about twenty minutes, they were all hanging out together, and they were great. By the end of the night, they were all like you know three sheets in, and it was like it was hysterical. Hey, was that great joke was funny. Thanks. That poem was sad. Yeah, yeah, really. It was. It was. Thanks amazing. for balancing this out. It was fantastic. So I, I was really glad to see because that's that's we. I really want to see the arts come together, and and uh, there's always that danger of you know one not getting the other, or understand what the other was doing, but they're all in the same wavelength. Which was did really you were great. you sitting back kind of like a proud papa? Yeah, I was actually. Right. Yeah, good. it made me feel good. Well, I, I told everybody. I, I said it, it's it's turned us. It like it's because a lot of the regular people keep coming out. It's kind of turned into a little kind of thing in itself, and I, I think that's really cool. And because uh, everybody is entertaining, like there's nobody where I'm like, uh, yeah, that guy's the weak link. You know, yeah. like I wish if he didn't show up this whole night, it'd be great. Like everybody's really good, and and it's like an actual entertaining night just to even show up. And not participate, just to watch is is they're they're all really fun. And who who won this week? Uh, it was uh, Elliot Elliot the audience? That's who won. <laughs> yes, he was a he's a comedian and uh, and he was a newcomer. He was another him and uh, one other gentleman uh, were were new. Uh, they hadn't uh, come to the, the open mic previously, but uh, they were both very prepared. You could tell that they were they were good. And uh, I figured it would be be between one of the two and, and it ended up being Elliot. So yeah, I worked with Elliot probably like four years ago on a a short independent horror film, and oh my god, like he we were shooting at this one house, and he just started going off, just some I don't know con stream of thought. <laughs> wow, because you just had one right there, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he was I, uh, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> and you're not making it any easier. No, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, it was about, you know, the, the neighbor uh, pulling up in a car and peeling out in the driveway or something. And it's one of those things where you had to be there. So I'll just shut up. But it was hilarious. We were all just rolling on the ground crying. And yeah. Thanks, Jerry. I'm never can, getting, I'm never getting that get 30 him. seconds back. Maybe we could. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could get him back on the show or on the show. Yeah. Elliot. So he, so he can tell that story funny. and we won't understand yeah, it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to remember it. It, it was, it was hilarious. Well, I was just talking to uh, some of the comedians uh, today, actually, about uh, coming on the show. So probably within the next few weeks, I think we're going to have a couple of the guys on the show. That'd be great, man. Because uh, they're and and uh, the the ones that I'm thinking about, they're really. You might have really to mute my guys. microphone so I don't sound like so the whole podcast doesn't sound like Mutley. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mutley again? The Hanna Barbera dog. Shut up. <laughs> For for the for those for those who who uh, don't know their cartoon history, uh, I don't know your cartoon history. Yeah, well, oh, I, we, I we, we, we didn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark either. So I know. Who yeah, we were we, just which we just which we just figured out. We were just discussing that before. Jimmy, do you watch rolling. Are You Afraid of the Dark all the time? Yeah. What, Thank what, you, Jimmy. Thank you. I have the, all, every single episode ever recorded on DVD. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Where? At in my room. That's why you're always in there. Yeah. With the lights out. Watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Crying. Texting me ghost emojis. <laughs> Did you know that was filmed in Canada? Yeah. Everything is now. 
Well, Canada's horrifying. Well, if you listen closely, you can hear their Canadian accents. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark, Aboot? Aboot. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the scariest thing about Canada for you? Their politeness. It makes you think everyone's got an ulterior motive. Right? Mm. It's, all, it's, like, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. It's like really like... Us Americans just aren't used to it, so... No, we're we just, just ignorant and mean. <laughs> we just got to think they automatically got to be up to something. <laughs> of uh, course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that French Canadian was incredibly nice to me. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like they're going home, just like, you know, drinking maple syrup out of the tub, <laughs> you know, having a great day, being real polite, you know, everybody gets, holds the door for the next person says, please. And thank you. I don't know, man. It's like a, it's, it's like being in like, it, it's like Pleasantville. Real strange. We when they get risky, they it. drink a Molson. Yeah. Did, oh, can I tell you, can I tell you something? The dr- Okay. So hi, I'm Mark. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Mark. Um, geez, I'll never get that seven seconds back. <laughs> Keep it up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, the craziest, I've done some crazy things um, while drinking, but the craziest stuff I've ever done was on Molson ice. From Canada? Well, Jim, I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like go up and get it, but because they have a higher alcohol content up there than they do in the United States. I don't. States. I don't know if there's a different regulation for the U.S., but I, I remember there is. Uh, so if you thought the U.S. version was, crazy. I tried. I tried running across 81 like a game of Frogger. Um, with my, I had I had cargo pants on that had pockets like you know how like there's pockets on the thigh, pockets on the ankle. So basically, with a parachute on. Yeah, full of Molson ices just clinking together convincing my buddy that I can make it. And that was on Molson ice. And you did. Uh, I made it as far as like the yellow line. And then somehow something clicked in my mind that went, you know, how I was talking remember Jimmy, remember like the whole spiritual intuition thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiritual intuition kicked in. It was like, don't do that. So and I slowly, listened. I slowly stepped back and then drank my pants. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my Molson ice aside, you know, they're really polite, and, and, then they, and then they try to kill me with their delicious beverages from underneath the hockey rink. Hey. Hey. So I called customer service. <laughs> there was dead air. I don't know what to say. So I called customer service, and I was like, hey, you guys tried to kill me. And they're like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but um ching that's it. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the topic at hand. Uh... First of all, I, th- I think we should kind of do a rundown of everything that's happened so far. So, uh, Jerry, you want to take that part of it? I can. Um, yeah. So, And thank you for doing all the research in, in lieu of Lauren. She's in, texting me right now going, how's it going? How's it going? And I'm going? like, Jerry's just screwing it all up. <laughs> <laughs> or you could tell her and make her freak out that we haven't even gotten yeah, to no, the no. topic. <laughs> uh, Jerry's much better than you. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, I'm kidding. I love you. All right. This is so, scary stuff. So to us, it's scary. So well, all right. To for, me, it's scary. Well, yeah, it, it, <laughs> well, I reduced it, it real low there, and that's why we decided that it's important. It's apropos, to, yeah, to bring up. Uh, so just a brief rundown, rundown in case no one knows what's happening. Uh, real quick, Co- North Korea probably most likely um, hacked Sony. Uh, got loads. How many terabytes of data? Does anybody remember? offhand um 
was it like a hundred? It was a hundred terabytes, terabytes of data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's an insane amount of personal data, uh, workers, uh, personal, uh, everything. Right there, buddy. That close. That's yeah. why we wanted to get you. A, that's why we wanted to get you a microphone stand. All right. I will eat the microphone then from right. here on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just very, uh, this was on what? November 26th, I think is when it first happened. Yeah. So from what, from what I read, right. And this is, and we'll, and, 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 you know, we all, we all have different ideas and feelings about this and, and from what, and then obviously we'll tell all of our collective opinions and doomsday scenarios of of which there are many. Yeah. Um, so just to get a quick up to speed on, and, and this is, uh, from complex, uh, magazine. So complex.com on June 25th, uh, 2014, Kim Jong-un made, made a statement about the interview and he referred to it as the most blatant act of terrorism and an act of war that we will never tolerate, quote. Um, and then in September, a Sony executive was asked to edit the interview, specifically the head explosion of Kim Jong-un's face at the end of the movie, which anyone who's interested, I'm sure, has already found it on the internet. Um. Uh, quote, uh, Sony chair, Amy Pascal. Um, well, actually this is, this is what Seth Rogen wrote to Amy Pascal on, in September, 2014, the head explosion can't be more obscured than it is because we honestly feel that if it's any more obscured, you won't be able to tell it's exploding and the joke won't joke won't work. This is now a story of Americans changing their movie to make North Koreans happy. End quote. And then November 21st, three days before the quote unquote big hack, um, this group called God's Apostles, APSTLS, threatened Sony executives in an email. Um, uh, <laughs> this is their wording. Is it okay if I read this? I love this because it reads just like, um, okay, we've got great damage by Sony Pictures. The compensation for it, monetary compensation we want. Pay the damage or Sony Pictures will be bombarded as a whole. You know us very well. We never wait long. You'd better behave wisely from God's apostles. And then on November 24th, Sony's website went down with, with uh, a ha- well, it's not really a hashtag, but a thing that said hacked by hashtag GOP, um, which was a threat. So all the computer screens at Sony Entertainment were filled with an image of an ominous skeleton and a message claiming hacked by GOP, which does not stand for Grand Old Party. It stands for Guardians of Peace. Um, Guardians of Peace actually also has a different meaning to it too. Yeah, it's I, a historical I, meaning, actually. Right, which I forget off the top of my head. Do you guys remember what I Guardians of Peace means? Nope. I think that's what MacArthur referred to. I'm probably wrong. I want. I want. I wasn't it uh, during uh, the Nixon days? I believe it may have been that. Um, and then on November 30th, um, all hell broke loose, and all hell broke loose, which means they stole movies, and then you can continue. I just want to get everybody up to speed on because it was like it was like it was a it was it was a it was like a like a not a daily but a, like a every other day yeah thing there, there where they, they just kept stealing stuff and if anybody has um any sense of what a hundred terabytes is um it's equivalent to like a million compact discs we'll go with that that sounds okay. Good. That was fair but enough. It's, it's a ridiculous amount. Right. Uh, supposedly, uh, I heard that the data transfer 
was actually slowing down North Korea's internet just because of that one transfer. I don't know how, how good North Korea's internet is. I know South Korea's is pretty good. Who knows what's going on with North Korea? Um, so yeah, um, December 4th, well, actually, uh, from people in the IT world, uh, I'm going on a lot of what these people were talking about in the research that I've done online. It says that uh, they've heard much of the information was uh, hacked because an IT director was compromised. Apparently, this guy had no background in IT, and he was actually a marketing executive who reached the position through corporate politics. So basically, yeah, the, the it, guy just, didn't really just, know what he yeah, was just to, doing. Yeah, just to give a little bit of background here is is Hollywood is very amazing because it's the only industry where you fail up. <laughs> so in other words, I've um, seen showrunners, which are, which are guys that um, basically run television shows. So whatever television show you have, there's a head guy in charge. So that's why you always see like, like lost was run by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. Like they were the showrunners. I've seen shows that have, have, um, have been horrible, got canceled. And next thing you know, the showrunner is an executive at the studio. So it's, it's a weird thing where you like, you fail up. Okay. I, that shows how just messed uh, up it is. Actors yeah. are, are mostly the same way too. It seems like, Oh, I had a failed I mean, rap career and now all of a sudden I'm a blockbuster Yeah, but like, actor, it's like, it's, it's know? different. <laughs> <laughs> Whom are we speaking? Um, oh, I can think of quite a few. <laughs> um, it, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's 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 specifically equatable to something like that because um it, it's 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 in the same realm of entertainment but it's not like like this is like it's it's weird too because you what you're doing is as a showrunner you're you're a creative entity you know what I mean you're the one who makes all the basically all the final decisions minus you know the executives on what like the direction of the show the arc um mm-hmm. you know the the, the overall thing of the show is the showrunner's responsibility. There's a documentary that just got released on iTunes uh, Halloween day called showrunners. It's really awesome. It's about everybody that runs all the, all your favorite TV shows. Mm. Um, but it's probably one of the hardest Josh, Josh Whedon started off like that's what he was doing. He was right. a showrunner and, and, and it's probably one of the most difficult jobs in Hollywood. Um, I have nothing but respect for people who are showrunners, but there's some who do it really well and there's some who do it very bad. So, they fail up. All right, let's. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, I got off. Gu- North Gar- Guardians shit. of Peace, by the way, is uh, a quote from Richard Nixon. That's where it is comes, it Nixon. That's okay. where it came all right. from. Okay, so all right, more on December fourth. Uh, what happened was the FBI they issued a warning to the security departments of large American companies, warning about a new malware. It was called Destover Backdoor. Uh, the command and control modules of the code. Uh, Initially, the virus just exposes the computers, uh, the files, and then it configures it to run a a web server. And then what it does, it spreads throughout the network, targeting access to specific machines and IP addresses. And because they're hard-coded, it means the attacker either had inside help or had previously penetrated Sony's network and gathered information. So um, I know Sony was hacked uh, by the North Koreans just a few years ago, too, right? So Well, I I mean... Mm-hmm. there's no smoking gun right okay well uh then it goes on to say that the malware only begins to broadcast back to the command and control servers once it's been launched and deletion of data on the targeted network has already begun and then the servers the malware connects to they were used previously 
by a piece of malware known as Dark Soul, and that's Seoul as in S-E-O-U-L, like Seoul, South Korea, which North Korea used to attack South Korea previously. So that's how they know that it's got to be- The fingerprints are there. Right. Right. Um, then on December 8th, uh, the security company Kaspersky, they released a report which shows that the initial computer virus used in the attack is uh, the same as the one that was used in- Another attack where North Korea went after Saudi Arabia, uh, December thirteenth. Which I don't understand why they would do. I yeah. Okay. Who all knows? Right. <laughs> Jimmy, writing all this down. No, I I um, I have once once he's finished, I have a question. Okay. Um, now the next. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> so then, all right. The next authentic leak was on the thirteenth, and that uh, was actually it was seeded in Taiwan. That's where that was released into the internet sphere uh, from that point. Uh, then IT workers at Sony, they began anonymously talking to the press and they paint this picture of a company with outdated network, lack security standards, and unwillingness to hire quality professionals in IT software and development. Um, they believe that top talent in these areas are too expensive. Um, they also describe a very traditional big corporate office environment, in which things like... Uh, Having your ass in a chair versus time spent at work is valued over results. It's that sort of crap. Uh, most promotions seem to be driven by office politics, not talent. Who wants a job at Sony? Anyone? I, I've I've worked for several of those t- kinds of corporations. And right. It's 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 the same a lot of places. I think. Yeah, and then uh, on the nineteenth, that's uh, when FBI. They place the blame on North Korea so far, and then right now, North Korea is claiming, "No, it's not us, and we're gonna attack." Well, let's well let's <laughs> let's get to that. So let me. Can I run down like the gossipy right. parts? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, the, and then you see that's the thing is is most of the the news coverage because we live in a, an era of infotainment uh, has been focused on the entertainment aspect. Yeah, the it. the Victorian freak show of it all. Right. You know what I mean. Um, so I'll just get, I'm going to do a really quick headline timeline. Um, on November 30th, 2014, uh, Fury, Annie, Mr. Turner, still Alice to write love on our arms are five films that were leaked to the hackers on December 1st. All the executive salaries were leaked. Um, on December 4th, the budget of the interview was, was, was leaked on December 4th. Also, um, Sony employees really hate working for Sony Um, and they kind of blame a lot of it on Adam Adam Sandler, which (laughs) is strange. And I believe uh, I believe the quote is stop making the same same safe soulless movies and TV shows enough with the remakes and reboots. Breaking Bad and Community are just about the most artful and innovative gems we currently have. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, Um, true. On December 5th, the GOP threatens Sony employees again. Um, on December 7th, North Korea denies its involvement in the attack. Um, on December 8th, the GOP sends another message to Sony, um, saying we have already given our clear demand to the management team of Sony. However, they are refused to accept. Do not carry out our demand. If you want to escape or do carry out our demand, if you want to escape us and stop immediately showing the movie of terrorism, which can break the regional peace and cause war. On December 8th, the celebrity aliases are revealed, such as Tom Hanks goes as Johnny Madrid. In case you want to know, Jessica Alba is cash money. Funny. And Rob Schneider is not so good. 
<laughs> That's his name. Um, the Steve Jobs movie um, kind of leaked into the ethos of between Aaron Sorkin and Scott Rudin and Amy Pascal. Um, Scott Rudin's the producer of Jobs. Amy Pascal is the head of Sony Pictures. Um, then on December 10th, racist emails came out, uh, which was nice. Kevin Hart was labeled as a whore on December 11th because he wanted more money to uh, promote movies on his Instagram because he has eight, I don't know, whatever, followers. Um, on December 11th, Sony realized its security was faulty. Uh, December 12th, uh, email exchanges were revealed that release uh, that reveal racism and sexual harassment were abounding. Uh, December 14th, the MPAA finally issues a statement, which is the Motion Picture Association of America. Um, Aaron Sorkin writes an op-ed, which if you guys have not had a chance to read it, it's very good. Um, December 15th, ex-Sony employees sue due to the fact that part of what the original leak was was uh, social security information, HIPAA information, uh, addresses, um, salaries, um, any any sort of health benefit, any sort of deals, any uh, like all anything that that defines you as an individual on a piece of paper was stolen. So ex employees are now suing uh, Sony for not keeping their personal records safe. Um, December sixteenth was the turning point, I believe, of the whole thing, which was when the hackers, the GOP, threatened nine eleven attacks on theaters. Um. Which brings us to a, a really interesting issue. Um, keep the keep. The, can you put a pin in the the nine eleven attack mm-hmm. thing? Okay. Um, December sixteenth, Seth Rogen and James Franco cancel all media appearances. December seventeenth was the big day. That was the day where the theaters pulled the interview, leading Sony to do the same. That's another big point that leads to the other one. Uh, the U.S. government links North Korea to the hack on December seventeenth. And I believe yesterday, North Korea not only denied involvement, but offered help. And if the USA denies that help, they will attack our mainland, which to me is like saying, um, I did not spray paint your house. If you do not let me find out who did spray paint your house with you, I will burn your house to the ground, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I think that's a pretty close analogy. In Pyongyang, it makes total sense. In Pyongyang, it does. So, Jimmy, questions? <clears throat> uh, first of all, I was reading something about the malware, right? Yeah. Is it true that that malware was part of a purchase- purchasable package that traces back to North Korea? That's I, interesting. I, didn't- I think um, this one probably not. I wouldn't say that was something that you could buy online, like from malicious sites well but, right because it's well i'm just looking at the fbi i have something here it says let's see um while need to protect sensitive sources and methods precludes us from sharing all of this information our conclusion is based in part on the following technical and analytics on the data deletion Malware used on this attack revealed links to other malware that FBI knows North Korea actors previously developed. For example, there were similarities in specific lines of code, encryption algorithms, data deletion methods, and compr- compromised networks. So, Yeah, that they're probably talking about one that I actually have a bunch of 
uh, data on that I was going to talk about because it's, it's related. Right. So, and the FBI also observed significant overlap between the infrastructure used in this attack and other malicious cyber activity the U.S. government has previously linked directly to North Korea. For example, the FBI discovered several internet or IP addresses associated with with known North Korean infrastructure. Uh, let's see. They communicated with IP addresses that were hard-coded into the data deletion and malware was used on this attack. I, I So, know, but I'm just saying like if if um if you're a hacker, you know, an IP address can link you to something, don't you think that they would um use different IP addresses or use a way of masking it? Yeah. Well, there's uh, like virtual private networks, there's proxies. Uh, what a virtual private network is, it's kind of like just a, usually they're an anonymous you see VPN. Yeah. V- yeah. VPN. Uh, usually it's an anonymous, uh, like a redirector for your internet activity. So you uh, connect to that and then that in turn goes to whatever other place you're trying to connect to, whether it be a website or like in this case, like a direct IP address. Um, supposedly don't over nerd this supposedly VPNs. <laughs> yeah, they, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not lose everything. Yeah. We want to layman this no, as much as possible. The only other thing I was going to say is supposedly the VPNs, they don't keep records, but I mean, I, I, well, I, I mean, I, um, I have when, when hackers today and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. They've, they've been doing it ever since you, the game design, they'd, they'd hide little, you know, signatures in like, you know, even like the old Atari games or like the games sure. before that, there would be Easter little eggs. things. Yep. Yeah. Little Easter eggy things that would say, I did this. Um, I believe hackers do the same thing. You know, I mean, as much as vice news tells me, I mean, I'm none of us, you're a journalist, rich. I, none of us are investigative journalists. So you, you're probably better at coming at this than us are like we are. I mean, <laughs> use the queen's English. Um, so it, it, I mean, most of what we say is, is, it, or what we're bringing up is stuff that we've read or, or stuff that we've experienced, you know, via, you know, social media or, you know, legitimate news sources. I mean, we're really not getting anything from like time magazine or like the Washington post isn't doing like this, you know, expose right. to figure out like, and that's the thing is like, there's a really gray area on all of this because I, I, two things is, 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 is I find it very hard to believe. Um, and this is not me being like this paranoid person. I find it very hard to believe that, um, this country was able to, to pull this off. Um, number one, number two is for something as petty as basically a dick and fart movie, right. To, to go to these extents, to go to these links, Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, I think should should take should 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 have all of us take a moment of pause just to be like, is this really is the dissemination of information that we're getting right now? Are are we just eating it up, or should we inspect our food to right. see if it really is the ingredients <clears throat> that well, makes there, sense? There, There's a couple things though. Um, first of all. I think it was December 12th or 13th. There was four bills passed through Congress about cyber terrorism that are just now awaiting Obama's signature. So was there, you know, was it, was this an attack by, you know, obviously Sony was hacked, but was this used as an opportunity to, 
kind of scare the public and use this as a time to pass these sort of things in which again like we like don't, the Patriot Act don't, in which we're giving yeah, up you know these what? rights and these you know freedoms I, that we have I don't I don't I don't particularly agree with you on this just due to the fact of like the manner of, of which which they do it like there's an author named Naomi Klein who wrote this movie called The Shock Do- or wrote this book called The Shock Doctrine I don't know if anybody's ever read it it's about how um, great cultures and great civilizations can can do incredibly ruthless, horrible things in times of great suffering. So, in other words, you know, uh, like 9-11 was a great way to get the Patriot Act passed because, right. you know, as, as an entire country, I mean, there's 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 a PTSD there where you're like, what you know, whatever. If you say it's going to save us, like whatever, like let it go. Um, the book is a really incredible read. Alfonso Cuaron actually did a trailer for the book. Um, but that's, I, I don't think this falls under the, under the, under the, the guise of like, I mean, I mean who honestly the Sony hack, who did it hurt besides people's reputations so far, so far. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if, if passing the internet legislation, I mean, it could be, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to fit. Well, so, so a lot of people who uh, disagree with the FBI that North Korea was behind it, a lot of them are saying, uh, which uh, I, I kind of lean towards as well, the, the same opinion that uh, it's one of those things where it, it, it seems that uh, the whole like the interview, uh, the, the, the movie itself and everything uh, kind of became the media talking point. So then the hackers latched on to that, whereas originally it wasn't necessarily yeah, the original message that. that the hackers didn't even mention the interview. Right. It did. Exactly. It didn't really mention that. And then all of a sudden, once that became uh, every every media you know, or, organization took the leap and said, well, it could be related to this. And they were like, oh, but, yes, yes, but, it but is. That, now but, it but it was probably because, oh, that's trending on Twitter. You right. Know right. I mean? now, so, like, we're going to follow that. Did right. you see that exactly. the hackers have made another um, message that said now they can show the interview? Yeah, supposedly what they're going to show it on Christmas Day. Who is? Yeah. Anonymous. Well, anonymous. the hackers. Well, Anon- I mean, well, no, no, no. Right. That's but that's a totally separate organization. Yes. That's not. That's not the 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 GOP. The GOP are supposedly the people who did this. Um, anonymous. Lord knows who they are. Yeah. Um. They they are everywhere and they are nowhere. Um. And and you know I I also don't want to have this misconception about hackers as like you know uh you know, kids sitting in their mom's basement with Cheetos fingers, you know, doing stuff. I mean, there, there's, there's, um, from some of the things that I've read, it, it's, it's, um, the, the new, the new, the new way and the new form of, of, and I, and I, and I wouldn't necessarily call it terrorism. Um, I would call it more terrorizing, but the, this, the, uh, the, the uh, federal government would consider it terrorism. I mean, it is, I mean, there's so many things and I, and I, you know, anybody who's listening, I, I incredibly apologize for this not being like, Oh, funny. Um, cause it's not, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's actually kind of fucking scary. Um, what, what the, the, the new battlefront, um, and this is look, I, I don't watch Fox news. Um, I don't, particularly subscribe to like, you know, the blaze and like what Glenn Beck does or, or whatever. And I don't want to come off as like one of these like radical. I, I, look, I, I think gay should marry and pot should be legal. Like that's where I stand basically on, you know, social issues. And, you know, I, I get, I'm a, I'm a, a democratic libertarian, whatever. Um, so I'm not one of these radical guys. Um, the, the new way of terrorism is, is going to be 
binary. It's going to be in ones and zeros. It's not going to be a missile. It's not going to be a bullet. The things that are going to break down society as we know it, if they want to, and we've allowed it to happen. We've been complicit. Technology has advanced so fast in such a way where we're just like, hey, man, we just missed all those warning signs of like how to cover our ass in the future. And the future is here. Right. And that's pretty much the point of why we're doing this, doing this episode, because like we were talking about the other day. OK, yeah, the it, the movie, this whole Sony thing gets us talking about that. But look at the bigger picture. Like, well, you know, what else could this affect? Like, really, how safe is our national security? Like uh, they've, I, I've read many things about how uh, in, in reality, it doesn't really take much to get a hacker to infiltrate our, um, our, uh, what's the word for it? The, uh, the energy grid power and grid. just, yeah. And shut it down. So like, how close are we to just having some guy sit at a computer for 15 minutes and pushing society as we know it over a cliff? It's, but it's, but it's that, and, 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 and maybe, um, I don't my my biggest fear of of doing what we're we're doing and what we're talking about right now is like like to me it's a really scary issue to and 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 to me it 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 kind of violates um what we do you know what I mean like I mean you're a journalist um I'm a air quote filmmaker Jer's a filmmaker um he's he's an air quote filmmaker Jimmy is not an air quote musician. He's a fantastic musician. He's like, sorry, Jim, you and Rich are the only legitimate people here. Um, <laughs> um, what about yourself? I'm a, I'm just a guy um, who like cries a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, trying to inject some 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 awkward humor into this. He's a legitimate um, Irishman, at least. I mean, it 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 attacks our industry or, or the industries that we care about, and you know let's take it one step in, in, in a different direction and, and let's, let's, let's mad lib it and take away the idea of the entertainment industry. Let's make it um, the technology industry. Let's make it the agriculture industry. Um, I think people would take it a lot more seriously if that's what happened. Sure. You know, it's entirely possible and it's not, outside the realm of thinking and it's not paranoid speak. We've actually hit that moment technologically where like Jer says, if you want to shut down the grid, you shut down the grid. And what what does that mean? That means that, um, Jim's your dad in there. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Reynolds, do you want to explain, um, turbines? Okay. So, all right, I'll explain it. So what that means is, is that, you know, everything's connected. Um, everything, as long as you're hooked up somewhere to something that, that, that connects. So, um, a, for instance would be, um, this is worst case scenario, but just to give it context is, um, there's power, there's, there's turbines that run that create electromagnetic energy. Um, which which turns into electricity. So uh, nuclear energy runs by actually uh, heating water to create steam to spin a turbine. Um, that you know the control room could say, hey, it's it's operating at nominal temperature, but what's actually happening is 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 is, is it's it's pushing 
you know, it could be operating at 120, 130%, which means you have Fukushima. That's your next thing. Right. You know, and they can do that everywhere, you know, and, you know, I might be totally paranoid. I might, no, I might be totally, you know, leaping over the chasm that has no connection to this at all. No, I, in fact, I have some uh, research here on another virus that's very related to this that is kind of like right up the alley of what you're talking about. Turbines. I feel like Philip K. Dick. Let's laugh about destruction. Let's vindicate uh, Marky over here. So there was, uh, in 2010, there was a virus called Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Um, in short, it was uh, most likely, according to the security companies that were analyzing it, um, developed in joint uh, or jointly by our government and the Israeli government to shut down the nuclear program of Iran, um, which, you know, whether it worked or not, I don't know, probably set them back at least. Um, but anyway, here's uh, the gist of this. And to give you an idea of what's possible and what's been happening um, in, let's see, and this is or, or freely I, disclosed information. Yeah, this, this isn't. This is not like you know, and, and, and it's proven, right? Okay, I mean, yeah, we're not. I don't want to be the guys who are like, we lifted the skirt of the government and no, no, up no, its dress. No. And, and this is directly from uh, Kaspersky, uh, someone at Kaspersky, the person who wrote the article that I got most of this information from. So this is straight from them, the guys that were working on the actual file that that they found. This is what they say. Um. Let's see. The, although the authors of Stuxnet, they haven't been officially identified, the size and sophistication of the worm have led experts to believe that it could have been created only with the sponsorship of a nation state. And although no one's owned up to it, like I said, they believe it was most likely uh, jointly created by the United States and Israel. Um, June 2010, uh, there was a malware detection firm in a country called Belarus. And they got a, rec- a request from a client to determine why its machines were rebooting over and over again. I remember this. <clears throat> really? I actually do. I remember it was in the news, yeah. Okay. Uh, the malware, it was signed by a digital certificate to make it appear that it had come from a reliable company. Uh, and that feat caught the attention of the antivirus community, whose automatic uh, detection programs couldn't handle such a threat. And that was the first sighting of Stuxnet in the wild. And uh, Kaspersky, they that company says that uh, they concluded that the code was too sophisticated to be a brainchild of a ragtag group of black hat hackers. And they believe that a team of 10 people would have needed at least two or three years to create it. And it then became clear that the code itself, it was uh, made to, well, there's a, a company called Siemens. Yes. Uh, S I E, right? S I E M E N S. And, um, they they make uh geez all sorts of stuff they're not really a, a tech company but um what uh, they mostly are, are make, make things that go into submarines okay no one got that i did <laughs> after after you asked if anyone got it i'm like wait what should i be yeah okay, okay. no uh, it's a submarine full of semen well what siemens make actually uh one of the things that they make are centrifuges for nuclear power, which Iran has. So they have centrifuges. Yeah. Yes. I, I, Iran yes. had yeah. centrifuges because they were trying to 
they claim they were only trying. They were not to, trying to weaponize uranium. They were trying to 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 create a, a legitimate energy energy source for their country. Right. So they Al- say. Although, yeah. So they say, and the United States says, "Oh no, you're not." So does Israel. Uh, anyway, so in May 2012, the International Telecom Union they asked Kaspersky to identify another malware they found that it turned out to be uh, a variant of Stuxnet, and this was called Flame. And this thing was, but what do these things do? Flame was, what did Stuxnet and what did flame do? Like what were they designed to do? Flame was meant to spy. Okay. Uh, it actually, it could, uh, communicate with any Bluetooth enabled device within 30 meters. Or if you use something like a, uh, what's called a Bluetooth rifle, if you're curious, uh, it's this thing that you could actually build. There's plans online, uh, that you could, um, hit up a Bluetooth connection from two kilometers away. Um, that's horrifying. Yeah. So it had, it had access to any Bluetooth enabled device for like a a very big radius, which is basically every cell phone. Um, every Mac computer, at least that I know of, uh, PCs have Bluetooth. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the majority of things right now have at least Bluetooth. Yeah. Or blueberry. Wait, what? Um, (laughs) Now, Flame, uh, that was actually spread by Windows 7 updates, or fake ones. And uh, Kaspersky, they believe that there's probably only 10 people in the world able to engineer something like that. And you'd need like a supercomputer and a team of scientists to break the encryption. So, you know, stuff like you said is already happening. It's uh, you've, you've had Iran have their, uh, their nuclear technology. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean that's... You know, and and please like step in at any moment just so I don't you know monopolize again. Um, oh, that Valium! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel good. Um, it, it it's it's frightening to me because because we don't. I mean I, I mean look, it's as simple as like oh I open up that email and now I can't stop getting fucking pop ups. Like there's the jerks of the world who who are kids who sit around trying to figure out how to screw up your experience on a computer. Um, and, and most of them are aimed towards Microsoft. Um, and that happens. Um, and, 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 and look, jerks have been around since the beginning of time. Um, jerks are just making it easier and they're smarter. You know what I mean? Like it's easier for them. You know, it's how many movies are there where it's like, you know, they got the best hacker in the country to save the country. You know what I mean? Like these aren't exactly exaggerated premises of, of, of what can happen. Um, and, 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 and for, for us to, to think that these people aren't under the employ of, um, nation states or, uh, you know, individuals who have, uh, interest in, in, in certain aspects of certain things, we'd, we'd be naive and very, um, ignorant to that. Um, the scary thing about Sony, um, in my opinion, is is that I don't, I can't possibly believe that this is all about a movie, and I can't possibly believe that um, we're done. Yeah. Well, what I wonder is why, and maybe the technology didn't exist over there at the time, or whatever the reasons. But when uh, Team America was released. Why was there no? Well, flag? I mean, that was Kim Jong Il, and he was just like, "No, 
<laughs> and that was like that was like the end of it. Like the internet was around. It wasn't like you know what I mean. Like right. it wasn't like this big thing, uh, you know. And 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 have we have we progressed technologically and regressed security wise? Um, you know, because I, I I did read an article where, where some experts said like you know, don't blame Sony for this because nine out of ten, you know, multi billion dollar corporations would have failed this yeah in, in insurgency of um of a corporation and you know the interesting thing is 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 the thing that the thing that um one of the interesting things is is that you know corporations are now uh not now but they have been considered people okay so now you take uh, a corporation that is has has a tax id number um that pays well i hope they do but most corporations don't pay their taxes um so what what happened was is 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 that if you if you boil it down to the simplest ideas of it is that uh whomever these hackers were sony or sony got blackmailed and they got blackmailed um and basically held hostage so i mean what does that mean for national security it's it's it what does that mean what is the proper government response um i know george clooney had a response to all of his peers um, the cowardice there is is incredible. Yeah, no one. It's a it's a no vain, that, right? it's a vain business, and it's a fear based business. There's a great movie called Swimming with Sharks with Frank Wally and Kevin Spacey about that very thing. You know, having you know, dealing with the 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 innards of 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 you know the 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 business, the industry, um, on an executive level. Um, so it's 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 kind of scary, and I think a lot of people don't understand what it actually means. It's not just about a movie. Sony didn't cancel the release of um, the interview. What Sony did was Sony pawned off the idea of canceling the interview to the uh, to the theaters, and the theaters are distributors. And what that means is is um, a, a distributor such as like Cinemark, Regal, uh, you know, companies like that. What they do is they're like the, they're like Walmart for white bread. So you get the bread in Walmart is the one or in the, in the theaters are the one that distributes the bread. So they have final say on like, all right, we want this movie. We want it out there or we don't. The problem is, is that Sony, you know, kind of, kind of took the spotlight off of them and aimed it, aimed it at the, uh, the theaters to say, you know, it's up to you guys. If you want to show this internally, all the theaters said to themselves, okay, they're threatening nine 11 style attacks after, um, uh, Aurora and what happened with Dark Knight Rises, the liability on on the possibility of anything happening when that movie gets released, it becomes it comes down to criminal negligence, and it's not it's not it's it, it's at the end of the day, it's basically an insurance issue, um, and you don't want people to get injured or harmed because of you know a, a, basically you know two comedians in a in a movie about a dictator, um. So then now we're in a pissing match between between the distributors and Sony who the distributors look back at Sony and they were like, you know, Sony was going, well, it's not our fault. They decided not to do it. And well, Sony didn't really didn't give them a chance or a choice in the matter. They just said, you know, hey, if you want to do this and people get hurt, it's on you because yeah. you decided to distribute the movie. Right. Which we just made it. It is important, though, to realize that the Department of Homeland Security made a statement in which they said there was no credible evidence to say that there were going to be any attacks on movie theaters. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's true. As far as the department of Homeland security is concerned. So how, so uh, what, like how far 
how far down the rabbit hole does this go? How far down the rabbit hole doesn't it go? Right. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's, so they made that assumption or they made that decision not to show the movie knowing that there was no threat according to the but Department they, of but Homeland they, Security. But the threat, whatever the quote unquote, the air quote threat is, is public. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not a, it's not some internal memo. It's not something like, you know, pre 9-11 when they got that memo in August, you know, bin Laden determined to attack U.S., that was an internal memo. Right. Um, this is public. Who made it public? Uh, the media. Well, they, they tend they, to take things and run with it, though. But it doesn't matter. It's public. It's, it's, in, it's, a, it's at the forefront of what we're thinking. It's, it's headline news. You know, when you, when, 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 you as a, when you as a hacker group or a country start to, start to compare what you're going to do to 9-11 style attacks, that's public. And what you're doing is you're, you're creating fear. And what fear leads to is craziness. And selling. Well, that's the bread, eggs, milk thing. <laughs> you know, that was, you know, we must consume. Don't let them win. And, and of course, don't, don't forget that this could all be a very, a very elaborate ruse a, a to, mark- to, to have the interview <laughs> overtake Avatar at the box well, just, office. Well, just imagine, too, though, like it's not far-fetched that the, the news blows things out of proportion for their own personal gain. Just like we said that the... See, but it's the, not. The, but the it's original not, attack mentioned nothing about the interview, and now it's all about the interview, right? And, and that's, if you notice but, the news in the past couple of days, where's Ebola gone? Is it healed now? Or the there's not a lot of talk about the the torture reports as right, well, right? That's kind of been it's just, swept. Well, it's, it's it's you know the new national distraction is North Korea, right? Yep. And 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 that's okay. Like you know, the news is going to go where the news is. The news is going to go where the people tell it to go. Or is it the other way around? No, the news is going to go. I think it just tries. It's trying to appeal to the people, so it's going to go where it it would have never. It would have never gained the momentum it would have if people weren't talking about it. If they didn't find it, if they didn't find it, they're the ones with the channel. But it's not. But Jimmy, it's not. It's not. You can't reduce. If you reduce it down, if you if you do if you reduce it down to Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC. And, and if you reduce it down to those and say that those are the ones dictating what the story is going to be, it doesn't make sense because those guys are fighting each other for ratings anyways. So they're going to everybody's going to go towards the thing that people are going to tune into if they because right, it's interesting and it causes fear. So they're going to come up with the, the well, fear is always going to be the thing. Right. That it's so they're going to come up with the headline and blow but that's, out. Of but proportion. that's not new news. That's been in the newspaper. That, right. that was newspapers since newspapers were invented. Right. So I'm just saying they're. I think they're taking it and running with it. And, and so doing, they're but it's causing a, but, more damage and making. Oh, absolutely. 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 But but, you know, it, 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 it also comes to a point where it's like, you know, this is this is a very strange, unique situation, and y- you have to look at it from the point of view where it's like this could all be some elaborate fucking, you know, doesn't matter. But what if it does? What if it's real? Like we want to, we want we, we we, you know, it's really easy for us to say, you know, the news is biased and it's it has an opinion and 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 you know, like so do we. You know what I mean? Right, but the the media. But the, the but what if it's true? Unbiased. Well, news is supposed to be unbiased. Media right. is different. Right. There's so media, how, do you, but how media. do you find the news anymore instead of go? You have to none go of none of these stories or any of these reports that we're looking at have come from any of those sources that I that I named before, i.e., Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. Yeah, they have. No, nothing that we have said 
has been referenced by any of those major news organizations. It was it's all it's all other news organizations. Everything that we said that was that was quote unquote factual mm-hmm. was not taken from any of those sources. Right. I know on Friday, for example, I think it was either CNN or Fox News said that they pointed the finger at North Korea as being responsible. However, about halfway or three quarters of the way down the article, then they say that the FBI does not have enough conclusive evidence. Well, as a journalist, what is that? I mean, is, is it's called is, is there is there, called is there writing a, a headline that grabs your attention and then it's like bait is and there switch. a problem with journalistic integrity on that? Oh, yeah, well, they, there's uh, yeah, lots absolutely. of they should clean house. But it's again, it's just spreading of misinformation. Well, I, I think it's, uh, it's allowed. Know, to I, but up. I don't think this is a media. I don't think that this conversation I don't think that this conversation should be about the media. I think that this conversation should but be the, a, it's, it, it, and. It indirectly is because there's so much information out there and there's so much misinformation. So, as well. I mean, I mean, what happens if we turn our fucking TVs off? I think we live a lot better lives. Blissful ignorance. Yeah, it's not ignorance if it's fake. Well, if we but if we can't trust any source of information for anything, because that's in essence what's being said here is like we can't trust CNN. We can't trust right. MSNBC. We can't trust the Scranton Times. We can't trust the USA Today. We can't trust Gawker. We I mean. What you're boiling it down to is like the only thing we can trust is the onion to be incorrect. That's Pretty what much. we're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, how, if so you then go how, back but in then, history, but then and look where at is all the information places? dissemination coming from? How do we learn? How do we educate? How do we? How do we get to the point where we? we because we the people that are in things. charge know the answers, and they don't want us to, and they're not going to come out and tell us. That's not. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is, is if we can't trust any of these. Mm-hmm. Where's the? We can't. There's no know. fucking hope then. Right. Exactly. So what's the We're point just, of doing anything? Because I got. It, it I creates gotta, jobs I and it keeps it. the economy going. I got. No. Yeah, it keeps media. It keeps uh, journalists with their jobs. It keeps. You were websites. Okay, you, going. Were, you were. You were. You're in the news business. Is well, it safe to say? Well, you yeah. were or are or yeah, currently. You know what I mean. Half and half. But yeah, I mean, how, I, how, I was absolutely. Okay. So. So when when you were at the one paper, mm-hmm. right, and you were kind of left alone, yeah, and you were allowed to report what you felt like you were reporting on something that you thought was, was newsworthy, was newsworthy, sure, right, and you had nobody, you know, holding your arm behind your back to do it, um, and you did it with integrity, and you did it, and you did it with honesty, and then you moved to a different set of parameters, sure. Um, I'm trying to speak as loosely as possible without being specific. <laughs> um, did as a as a journalist, did you experience um, people telling you, or you know, kind of where kind of where to where to shape the story I, to? I saw or, I saw it happen in the competition. Yeah, I, I did. I did actually see. You know, I and I had heard. You know, I had heard horror stories. You know, I mean, you're in the trenches long enough with people, and you hear people say, "Oh, well, I wrote it this way, and then it got cut this way," or you know, this the this now. You know, it, it, I I mean, I would go to a meeting, and the guy next to me would go to the same meeting, and we'd have two different stories based on the exact same meeting. It wasn't, you know, it was it was very clear what was going on. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that a healthy distrust of media is is smart of of any citizen. But at, at the same time, like you're saying, like, the, you, you know, we do need to, to trust that some information out there is real. I think what the main the main issue is, is, is uh, readers have to be smarter. I think right. that the people in general have to be smart enough to say, well, OK, this is coming from this source. So I'm going to take this with a grain of salt 
or, you know, I'm going to read a few different sources and between the three or four that I read based on one topic, I'll probably figure out what actually happened based on all of those because, you know, and, and some of it, you know, some of it might even not just be biased, but there's human error. There's people not thinking outside the box a little bit and covering things the way that they should be done. You know, people trying just, to just make the paycheck. Yeah, there's there's I mean, there's just pure laziness. Uh, there's the fact that, uh, you know, some people just, you know, want to punch out at five o'clock and get the story done. Uh, there's deadlines. Uh, sometimes you just don't have time to get all the sources that you want to get. And so they run with what they want. The main thing is that in nowadays, because it's so competitive, um, there's such a focus on uh, what, what Jimmy was saying. What, what, there's headlines and the lead have to be so catchy. And then you almost kind of bury the real information or the real information is so far down that half people don't even read it anyway. They don't even get that far. Um, so it, it's, it's so focused on uh, being the first. And I see that, I see that in local media, you see it in national media, you see it in world media where people are so obsessed with in, in the information in age, breaking it. Yeah. Breaking that information, getting it first that it's not necessarily the right information. I would rather be the guy who's late to the game and has the correct information that's confirmed with sources than to be the first guy to say, all right, well, I got it and I got all the traffic, but now I've ruined my reputation because uh, I put out information that, that wasn't true. See, now, now Jim, yeah. and, and, and I don't mean to cut you off here. Now, with Rich saying that, right? Yes. Is is it is it safe for all of us to agree that we think that Rich has honesty and integrity? Definitely. Okay. Now, with that being said, out of the thousands of journalists and news people in this country, tens of thousands, maybe, I find it hard to believe that Rich is the only one. That's no, no, and I completely integrity. agree. However, like he was saying, source is a very important thing, and there's different degrees of sources. So you're either getting a primary source a talking secondary. to the people, yeah. or you're right. getting secondary right. Right. sources. I agree. So. Yeah. There are people whose job is to take the secondary sources and synthesize that into something. So like the, the one article that I just spoke of, they took um, – they were using the FBI website as their source. They wrote a headline that was completely twisted and then buried the true FBI information about halfway or three-quarters of the way down the article when it's, a st when it's a known statistic that people's attention span is only three or four seconds or five seconds. So how many people are actually going to get <laughs> like down goldfish. to the information? Yeah. Now, and I'm telling you this- <laughs> That's like, scary. That's really scary. And I'm scary. telling you this along with um, the information that if you do some research and look into the media elite, there's a group of eight people who decide what is newsworthy for our whole country. And they are a group of eight people that meet behind closed doors and make those decisions. So anything contrary to the to the I don't the think they decision meet collectively. Of, yes, they do. I, I do, do a little bit of research on it. And you've also so, you're, so what you're saying also, to me is the head of Fox News, the head of MSNBC, the head of CNN above the news that division. above that because so the, remember so how we were saying the corporate the CEOs yes. Follow it all together. the way up to the top of the chain where the money is. Like we were saying, GE, how much? How many different companies and corporations does GE own? And anything that goes in the... Well, Coca-Cola. Well, anything that goes against what the corporation would believe in is going to be squashed. So you have the, this group of media elite that decide what's newsworthy and the way it's going to come out and what, the way it's not going to come out. So with just the fact that there's eight people that make those decisions... I, I'm very, very skeptical when it comes to very sensitive information in which we have no way as individuals in this but these country are guys that are to have to primary run, but sources. These are, but these are guys who are trying to run corporations. Exactly. And then, it, and then, then we're, the they're feeding time, us they're the news. they're going to have time to be like, 
All right, look, it's 10 o'clock. Here's the news stories that we're going to run today, and here's what we're going to focus on. It follows the chain of command down the company. That's one reason why I kind of trust bloggers nowadays. um, But again, we don't have primary source. We can't talk to North Korea as individuals, I don't think. If we tried calling their government, well, some, I don't think we would some, get a hold of anybody. Some uh, independent sources are getting better. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the bloggers and things have uh, established new... Now, granted, yeah, eventually and, they sell out a lot of times and, right. and become bigger, you know... Uh, but also by blogger, I again, don't just following mean like... Money. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> like not yeah. Joe Schmo, just... Money. Right, right, exactly. You know, and a lot of them are have been, you know, are people who've just been uh, beaten down by the system. You know, they're guys who used to work for the big companies and say, I don't want to do that anymore. Anymore. I want to, you know, actually uh, put out stuff that I believe in, and they start something of them. Yeah. They're they're uh, on their own. Oh, and um, before uh, back to North Korea. Yeah, before we get off, Jimmy. Track, yes, I, I I hope you don't think that for any moment I was discounting. No, points. no, no. I'm just trying to give you my background information from what I studied when I was at the U. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's that from the that you? point forward. The U. Yeah, from that point forward, I'm like I don't really trust much of what I hear because I know it's <clears> predetermined what I'm going to know and what I'm not going to know. And I know that, and I, just going off the facts that fear sells. I just trust. Well, I trust the horse's mouth. In well, it's no. it's definitely shaped because, like, we could even look and see what saw uh, what happened with uh, Rupert Murdoch and uh, that whole. Yeah, I mean, people have come forward who worked there that said, yes, definitely, he said we have to shape the news in this way to a conservative slant. Mm-hmm. He does that with all of his papers and right. all of his whatever he owns. So yeah, it, well because it's, true. it's because it's not news anymore. It's it's media bullshit. Like it, the oh, it just pisses me off so much that like, you know, there was pioneers of the news, man. You know, there was you and I grew up on Rather and Brokaw and Jennings. You know, the generation above, you know, before us grew up on Cronkite and like these guys. These were guys with integrity. These are guys that you could trust with the news. It wasn't such a fucking variety hour. Right. Where it's like every and 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 there's no news anymore. It's an opinion. It's an op-ed. Every fucking hour is an op-ed. Right. Well, that that's and that's a symptom of the 24-hour news cycle um, because you have to fill space. And obviously, you know, uh, all the, the all the facts in the world are just going to bore people. So let's put on a bunch of shows where you know we have some talking head uh, just saying the most ridiculous thing he can say that hour to get people and to incense people yeah. to have people, you know, be like, and the news, well, fuck you too. It's, it's, it's like the, it's incestual too, because then the news reports on the news. Then it's like, right now, oh, did you hear yeah. what Rush Limbaugh said? Yeah. Hear, hear what he said at five. And then well, here's can, us talking about what here, he said. Can I, at five. can I read something real quick to you? Is it sure. Clifford, the big red dog? <laughs> no, it's, I just looked up the elite media, right? And this is according to Wikipedia again, which you can check store, sources and everything at the bottom, but it just says the, Elite media is newspapers, radio stations, TV channels, and other media that influence the political agenda of other mass media. According to Noam Chomsky, the elite media set a framework within which the elite media set a framework with which others operate. The New York Times is used as an example of elite media by both Chomsky, a left-wing intellectual, and Bill O'Reilly, a right-wing commentator the newspaper is in a structural position within the mass media rather than a particular political agenda the term like its sibling term liberal elites may also be used by conservatives in a pejorative context so does it have a list of who they are but but my different structural structural my my concern about this conversation that we're having right now is like are, are 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 we are we more are we more afraid and trying to inform 
about what this actually means internationally, what North Korea supposedly did, or that the news is biased. Well, no, I'm just saying that like as we are going through this, there are so many layers to it that it's important yeah, to keep but these I, things forefront. But I don't but I don't think like, like here, here but right, here's but here's but here's something that's 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 true. They got hacked. And how personal information and so did was North stolen. Korea as of today. Their their internet is completely down. Right. That's in retaliate you you can't possibly deny that that's not some sort of retaliatory Right, but for a sure. for a government that is saying but that they are from, no 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 they, for a government they, that's saying they're powerful enough to have access to our power grids and our nuclear power plants, our high, our uh, hydroelectric power plants, all that kind of thing, but, they're in a position where their internet can get hacked and turned off for a day. That's but that's but here's the thing: that's the the impetus for this entire conversation, and the impetus is is. You hacked us. We're gonna hack you. You shut. You shut down Sony. We're gonna shut down your factory. You shut down our factory. We're gonna turn off the lights in your entire city. Okay, and now it, right there. Now I'm gonna stop you, and I have to get this out because it's very relative to what you're saying. The United States, uh, right now, our actual uh, response to a real hack, like if they find out, okay, it was definitely Jimmy. Listen to this. This if, is amazing. If it was definitely. China or North Korea hacking the government, not necessarily a, a corporation. Uh, we actually uh, threaten nuclear strikes. That's and, our Jimmy. When we get when the United States gets hacked, mm-hmm. our retaliation is physical. No, is a nuclear right. So it's, it's taking an intellectual attack and turning it into a physical attack. So, but right now we're not you, attacking yeah, but, North but, Korea. But, so what does that tell but, you? But but what does the hack do? Hold what on. does the hack do? The hack, right, it breaches, the hack affects money. Right. Again, follow the money. But, no, it, but again, we we're not, we're not out like, there right now as far I'm as so I know sending nuclear like missiles. Art Bell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, and anyway, real quick, let me read more on that. Uh, the report where that's stated in, it's uh, called- from Roswell. It's called the, re- the, <laughs> the Resilient Military Systems and the Advanced Cyber Threat. Uh, that's the name of the report. You could easily find it online. Uh, it was prepared by the Department of Defense's Defense Science Board. And over the course of 138 pages, it makes one point very clear. If China ever hacks us, uh, quote, protect the nuclear strike as a deterrent, unquote. The phrase is repeated again and again. And the word nuclear appears 113 times in a report ostensibly dealing with computer warfare. That's horrifying. It is. It's very scary. You broke my Sega. I'm going to blow up your home. <laughs> well, you know, the 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 thing that's interesting is, is you know, uh, to tie kind of both ideas together is that the, the media um, has basically made this about the interview uh, has made this about uh, the Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco movie um, so much that that's the center of the conversation. It's not, it's, it's the, it's the periphery. It, it is. It's on, it's on the outer edges of it. That's what, that's what this is all about. Right. Well, you know uh, which, you know, of course, I, am I'm, I'm interested in, in the artistic aspect of it too. You know, I, I, like I, I enjoy the debate about, uh, you know, the power of art and things like that. Like, Oh, can a movie be this powerful? Even if it's just a, I, 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 I really, I even cringe to even say it's satire because from the reviews and everything that I've read about the movie, it's just, it's really dumb. It's like, you know, dick and fart joke kind of dumb. It's not, uh, it's not a proper satire in the sense that it's really get like, you know, some deep hard hitting jokes here. We're just, you know, we're, we're, kind of doing this almost on shock value and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll roll with it. 
And uh, that's, I, 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 like, like you said, I don't think it's a, it's about the, the movie at all, but the, the national conversation has become about that. Um, you know, everything from what you said before, uh, the George Clooney coming out and, and saying that, uh, you know, Sony should not be censoring the movie that they should be releasing it and how his colleagues, uh, he basically wrote, uh, wrote a petition and his colleagues wouldn't sign it. Nobody would sign this petition and get behind it. Yeah. And that became, uh, you know, a, a talking point of, of that day. And then, uh, you know, it seems like the next day and the next day, like it's about will they or will they not release, uh, the interview? And it's like, at this point, I don't even give a shit about the damn movie because I feel like I've already seen it at this <laughs> right. point with all the clips that have come out and all the conversation about it. Obviously, you know, everything that's going to happen from beginning to end. We already know that he gets assassinated in the movie and he blows up. So, okay, there's the end of the movie right there. So I guess I don't need to see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so at, at this point, you know, why do we keep talking about it? And because it's that's the fun part of the conversation. That's the light part of the conversation. We're not talking about nuclear strikes and people dying and warfare and right. the, the energy grid going down and stuff like that. Cause people don't want to hear about that. It's scary, you know? So we don't talk about those things. We talk about, uh, we get into the, the, the art debate of, uh, you know, should, should we be, uh, censoring movies based on what North Korea wants us to see, you know, isn't that against our freedoms and our liberties and things like that, which I'm, I'm ready to have that conversation. That's very interesting. And I like that. And I've had that conversation many times when nine 11 happened and we basically did the same thing where you can't play rocket man. You couldn't play. Yeah, it was, you well, know. to me, it was the most, it was, it was awful because for, for years, uh, we had this ban on every single thing that could even be like, it was at the point where they were going to change the name of the Lord of the Rings to towers because it would, wouldn't remind people of the twin towers. That was an actual conversation by executives, a book that is how many decades old by that point? Oh, it's the forties, man. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and we're going to change it because of something, you know, a, a terrorist attack that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Uh, because we couldn't, we couldn't talk about, it, we couldn't mention it. You know, people couldn't. There was a set amount of time where people couldn't joke about it. If you joked about it publicly, if you made any sort of crack, who at all. said that stuff though? Who who defined that we couldn't talk about? Right. It? It, well, that's and that's exactly. Well, that the was point. the thing. If, it if was, you criticized it, you were now un-American. By who? The media. Exactly. Yeah, and it, and, I, and I have well, and I wanted to just mention one more thing that kind of. If if Snowden took the WikiLeaks and went to the media first with it, would do you think they would have aired he out? He didn't any take of that? the WikiLeaks. Well, wh- he whoever wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't. Or whoever WikiLeaks. whoever did the WikiLeaks? Do he you think liter- he literally dropped the bomb of the NSA? Right. So do you think if he went to some sort of media outlet first with that, do you think they would have ran with that? He well, went he, to the Washington Post. He went to the New York Times, Glenn and he Greenwald. went to the the, the Daily. Uh, the Daily Mirror or whatever. He Jimmy, all that information was disseminated over three papers over weeks so they can redact things, so they can figure everything out, so that nobody was put in harm's way, so that nobody was... He didn't just like... Edward Snowden did not just like go like, here, Internet. He gave it to legitimate news organizations, newspapers, to, to help him disseminate that information to help him filter that information what can we release what can't we release and the th- and here's the interesting thing about it is competitive newspapers were working together to get this information out that's what happened with snowden right so why did Julian they have Assange to run to wikileaks was just like why didn't the people that worked with him have the same force on him right now that he because has because one's a whistleblower and one's a news person but aren't they an accomplice no 
There's there's actually there's actually uh, um, uh, protection for yep. journalists in in in, we are, in yeah. the laws yeah. that protect um, journalists from revealing their sources. It's not a criminal offense for a for a journalist to reveal to 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 hold on to their source. So if he went to the news sources, then how do they know it was him? Oh, because they could have just figured it out. Who was the guy that didn't show up to work tomorrow? Well, yeah, um, or yesterday. Didn't he make a statement? And just say like, yeah, it was me. He made a statement through, but he went, he went, he went to a non extradition country because, you know, this, this guy leaked, leaked state secrets. Okay. He leaked. And the problem is, is like in, in the terms of Edward Snowden, and there's a documentary called citizen four coming out that came oh, out yeah, that I want to, yeah. that I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see, but you know, there's, there's people on one side of the line who are like Edward Snowden's a patriot. And there's people on the other line who are like, he should be tried for treason, um, espionage, whatever. All he did was, you know, he's like, some effed up stuff is happening. And I'm going to get it out there. I don't know what to do. Well, it's the same thing that Chelsea Manning did. She, uh, well, he, she, he considers himself a she now. So I just go by his, her wishes. Well, he Um, felt, I mean, he knew the consequences too. So, yeah, not Snowden, so is the Manning. is the WikiLeaks considered a combination of the different news articles? No, Ju- that's Julian Assange. That's totally different. That's a different leak. W- WikiLeaks is an organization that things get leaked to, and they disseminate the information. And right. Julian, and, Julian and, and so WikiLeaks is a group of different media outlets that work together. No, to no, decide? WikiLeaks is like four people. Okay. And um, whistleblowers basically send the information to WikiLeaks, and then they go through all the information, they redact things that they feel might be harmful. Yeah. And then WikiLeaks then sends it to, it's not about WikiLeaks. No, but I'm just saying like, why, why does WikiLeaks exist? Because actually probably because Julian Assange is an egomaniac. They're a safe haven for whistleblowers. It's supposed That's, to be a safe haven for right. whistleblowers. Well, and the, the whole to thing, expose uh, corruption or just to expose crime, you know, at, at its core, there's, there's an, there's an integrity value there, but I think, um, I, I do you think there's an importance to bringing you. the information to a third party? Absolutely, Ra- right. Rather yeah. than just bringing it right to somebody directly tied to, say, CNN or MSNBC or whatever. No, I think I think you go to reputable news. Look, when Edward Snowden, when Edward Snowden released all the uh, NSA informations, it was strategic on who he was going to give it to because he wanted to go to reputable newspapers that would, that would get the information out there and do it with integrity. Yeah. And they've also been releasing it piece by piece because there's, doing it that way, people don't get bored of it. And like, it keeps, it keeps the the whole notion that, Hey, it keeps the story in the, the news. Yeah. The, the government's doing illegal things is always going to be in people's minds. Now it's not going to be something that, Oh yeah. That ha- didn't that happen? Like, Oh yeah. Like last year sometime. Right. Oh, yeah. What was that? Yeah. Where are we at Jim time wise? We're at an hour and 30 minutes. Want to wrap it up? Sure. Sure. Yeah, we can get to. We've, we've, we've scared the hell out of the world. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, you know what? Let, let me in on uh, just like some kind of hypothetical. You, what I've been thinking about is uh, in the, in the future. Yeah, no, <laughs> not really. But in the future, um, obviously technology is just going to grow exponentially. So uh, computer security is going to get better, but then so in turn will the ability to crack that security. Right. So it makes me wonder in the future, uh, how secure will anything that we have online anywhere be? 
Is it going to be something that we're just going to have to accept like we have no privacy ever again? Right. Because, you know, I don't know. Could, could someone just buy something at Radio Shack if they're still open, which they probably well, but, will but be because I mean, Radio Shack never okay, closes. Just, just real quick to answer that in my own opinion. I mean, if, if you boil it down to the primitive of it, you know, first it was rocks against rocks. And then it was slingshots against slingshots. And then it moved all its way up to guns against guns. And now it's like it's like it's like the one up of everything. So as technology progresses, the way to fight anything has to progress, you know. So if if, you know, if you punch me in the face, I'm going to hit you with a bat. If I hit you with a bat, you're going to hit me with a car. If I hit you with a car, you're going to hit me with a train. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be one of those things where it's like we have to we have to assure that we win. Whoever side is is trying to do the next hit make, wants to win. So as as far as technology is concerned, I, th- I think that's what's going to happen because as technology progresses, the technology to either halt or interfere with that technology is also going to have to advance. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it just makes you wonder, like, what side is then going to be the most powerful? Like, will uh, the power rest on the side of the the hackers? Where, yeah, you, I don't you know. That's like, why this is such a scary situation, <laughs> where where it can infringe upon, you know, First Amendment rights, national security, um, art. <laughs> What's that movie? Catch me if you can. They hired him at the end. Yeah, the FBI actually hired right. him. So you yeah. start hiring the that's hackers. What, Jimmy. Do you know that's what, usually what they do? Is they'll they'll arrest a hacker, and the next thing you know, he's working for the FBI. Exactly because. Right. Well, because he's better at it. Right. He's better than the guy that they had before. Right. And now he's got a, a steady paycheck and isn't going to jail. Not going to jail is a great deterrent to help you to do stuff. <laughs> so, no, but I mean, that's, that's the idea. I think, you know, the hackers are always going to be out there. The technology is always going to get better. It's just a way of tracking them down. Well, I mean, I mean, ha- I mean, I mean look, it, instead it, of against you, instead of instead of guys, you know, putting flaming bags of poo on people's porches. N- now they're doing it over an IP address. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, it's, I, th- I think it's pranks, but some of them have like this self-serving, you know, greater good well, idea behind it. With that power. Well, it's just a power. It's power. responsibility. <laughs> Somebody like, I mean, I know we said like not all hackers are people sitting in the basement of their parents' house with Cheeto stains on their fingers. However, right. if somebody is sitting there, just think about the power trip that they have that they just hacked Sony or they just hacked the White House website or whatever. It would be. I, honestly, yes. like, and this is probably like the last thing that hopefully we'll say on this is I, I really don't think if it is North Korea, there's guys in North Korea doing it with guns pointed at the back of their heads. It's not really like in bags of Cheetos and bags of, of Cheetos. Yeah. Uh, you will work for us and then we will blow your brains out if you don't listen to it. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's fear. Did you yeah. know that Kim Jong-il actually kidnapped uh, famous film directors? Cause he loved film so much, forced them to come to North Korea and make films for him. for him yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and kim jong un just so these to. are the people we're dealing with yeah <laughs> yeah and that's it and that but now now we have oh you want your segment shall we, shall we do that our, was yes. that was our marxism <laughs> oh okay yeah this is that our segue our, okay all right a new feature we're trying out yeah which we're, we're really not exactly sure what we're calling it yet uh jer i think jer had a good i like stepping stone what was your idea? Um, talk back twenty five eight. <laughs> no, play, no. A play on talk back. <laughs> no, 16. your first one was. Um, damn it! Oh yeah, bitching with Mark or no, bitching with wasn't? bitching with Rick. It was, it was it bitching and moaning. Bitching and moaning. That's bitching right. Bitching okay. with Mark. That's probably what. Wait, it is. Well, mo- moaning looks like Mark when you're just mouthing it. 
<laughs> kind of, sort of. Actually, moaning looks like this. <laughs> I, I I figured we were gonna I figured we were gonna skip it this week because uh, we wanted to. Nah, let's do it real thing. quick. Let's, let's give it a it. fiver. What do you think? Okay, all right. Well, uh, let me. You want to explain what it is? Because I still don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, um, one of the th- uh, one of the things I've always uh, uh, liked about um, Jimmy Fallon's new uh, new gig is uh, he does the uh, the the uh, mean tweets. By uh, cele- that celebrities read about themselves, Kimmel, right? which is hysterical. Is it? I'm sorry, it's Kimmel. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you one's know. larger. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot larger. Um. So I, I, I thought, you know, that's that's a we could do that with internet comments easily, you know, yeah. and, and uh, easily internet bullying, <laughs> right? Internet well, tough guys, which or is tough ladies, yeah, which is more or less what it is a lot of times. But it, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I want to do it with good comments and bad comments. Okay. We're not, we're not just, just going to focus on, on the bad stuff all the time. If you're, are you going to read them? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read, I'll read, uh, uh, one that I, are, are you going to read like, are you going to read a couple good and bad ones? Yeah. yeah all right. Can, is it okay? Jimmy. What? Is it okay? Like me, Jaron, Jimmy might be able to respond to some of these. Oh yeah, well, the, totally. I, th- okay. I think that's, that's the whole point. Oh, yeah. not just to one respond side. To yeah, them. Jimmy, yeah. he's gonna say some. He's gonna say some good stuff and some bad stuff, and we get to respond. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Okay. Um, if you feel like responding, respond. If you don't, yeah. Let me let me uh, let me pull up the the story here. Um, so if you guys want to continue while I pull it up, by all means. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same. I wish movie. I had that zombie moan sound that you let me. Well, that I played last time, <laughs> two episodes that you uh, let me do. But now you won't let me anymore. I think we're gonna get you a soundboard. What do you think? I'm ready. There's an app for it, so yeah. you can put it on your iPad. I'm ready. And you can just do like bells and whistles and dings, and we'll treat it. We'll treat it like, uh, but sparingly, not like right. Yeah, sure. Not like every sixth sentence is some sort of bell ringing or the the Ozzy Osbourne crazy train opening. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, so this is uh, that was nice, man. We did some filler. Th- this is a com- <laughs> this is a comment uh, that was left on uh, uh, something we posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was a, a video by the BBC about whether or not uh, you know all of this criticism about Scranton is actually uh, a legitimate criticism or just people bitching and moaning essentially. That is it. Um, you know, people saying that it's a worse city to live in and. You know, it, it was the unhappiest. Yeah, the unhappiest. The unhappiest and we have the ugliest accents and yeah. stuff. And you know, it, it, their their argument was that you know that's a lot of it was classist and that uh, a lot of it was unfounded and it was based on data that was uh, debunked or outdated and things like that or so, made up. Right, and yeah. it's more public perception than it's based on actual fact. Uh, and as so, we as we learned what last week that Johnny Carson has been knocking Scranton since the seventies. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So, so, uh, what, what I, what I, uh, I think is funny is whenever you see something intellectual like that, where people sit down and actually try to have an intellectual conversation immediately, internet commenters just devolve, uh, in, into just <laughs> screaming and the, the F bombs and the whole nine yards. All so, caps poop. Yeah. Well, speaking of all caps, uh, this comes from Scranton fucking sucks. That's what sucks all in caps. Okay. Uh, this guy, he, he made a, an account just to say this because this is oh wait his comment. handle is yes his handle is scranton fucking sucks all right okay so he's, we know where he's coming from about every comment right he says 
Why does Scranton suck? Most people are raised to be inherently racist. Some people don't even know they're racist, but still refer to other people as quote-unquote colored or will frequently use the N-word toward people of color. The schools here? Let's talk about how a number of school teachers don't even deserve their jobs. They only got the job because their uncle, father, or mother, or aunt taught in the district. <laughs> She's very specific. Or or uh, mechanic. Yeah, let's, or... <laughs> let's keep going. In the district uh, for 20 years, keeping a lot of qualified teachers out and bringing in teachers that don't even do anything. Granted, there are a ton more than uh, of more qu- than qualified teachers in the area that work tirelessly to break that stereotype. What about the politics of even playing a sport? If your dad's friends with the coach, you will get playing time no matter how bad you are. What about the politics in running for any position in the area? It's not about how qualified you are. It's about who you know, probably why the whole city has no money. It's funny. People who never leave the area except to go on vacation will never see how truly awful this place is. Scranton is truly a miserable place. Take away the scenic views, the office, high school football, and that... (laughs) And that disgusting old forge pizza. And under it all, you have a popularity contest driven by 40 to 50 year old people who still act like they're in high school. Uh, I'm sorry I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name again? Strand. Is his or her? Strand Strand fucking is, fucking is, it, is it genderless? Uh, yes. His profile picture isn't like Patrick. Uh, no, Swayze. there is no. Yeah, he just uses the default, so no profile picture. Well, sir, I've I've traveled all over the country, and I've I've lived in 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 various places with various people amongst various socioeconomic backgrounds. And I'll tell you what, man, I was the guy leaving here saying Scranton sucked, and I was the guy coming back here saying Scranton ain't that bad. Mm. And uh, there's probably worse things that I want to say to you, but. I'm sure you'll turn that around and I really don't want to get beat up in a chat room. Well, there two two people actually uh jumped to to uh kind of defend the the city a little bit or, you know, one guy just made fun of him outright, which I, I'm happy to 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 read that one. Uh <laughs> Big Baller Cav. Yes. Okay. Big Baller says, uh, how long did that take you, pal? Someone bullied in high school, eh? <laughs> To which uh, a guy named Tim uh, says, uh, you could say that essentially about every city in the United States that is smaller than 100,000 people. Yeah. All small towns have the same political and economic problems across the nation. Scranton is only worse because it has louder complainers living here. Nice. Which uh, I I have to agree with Tim on that. Uh, You know, yes, uh, the city has its issues. And uh, I've done Any city does. Any city does. And especially... um, especially these these smaller cities because you see uh, every everything that you see uh, that is messed up on a national level is all it, it, it all happens on a local level too it's oh, just yeah. in smaller smaller forms and y- you know we've had a lot of bad publicity over the last few years because of all our corrupt politicians going to jail one right after the other after the other and no, you know everything you know kids for cash and you know a lot, a lot of awful scandals that have that have come out of here but um, but it's you know they're they're the flavor of the week, and then next week we're talking about Detroit, and next week we're talking about New York, and yeah. so on and so forth. So it's not like this stuff doesn't happen other places. It's just you know we have a particular brand of corruption that's uh, <laughs> interesting for the news to jump. It's on. interesting, but it's not unique. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, and and I I feel like 
It's like well, a fart. Everybody's farts, but our ours have a unique <laughs> aroma. And well, well, what I don't understand is is this guy obviously took some time to go on this tirade. You know, he he took some time to write uh, to uh, to write this. Wouldn't it be uh, great if his phone did speech to text? And that's how he did it. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't. In my mind, I could just see him screaming at his phone, right. doing that. I, I don't know this internet, but I will yell at my phone in all caps. Post. It senses the volume level, so it makes everything all, all capital letters. <laughs> I, I just, Siri thinks you're angry. I just don't. I, I don't understand what he thinks he accomplished by that. That's my main problem. Is it, it, I, I see so much of this negativity. Like when when when. Uh, Give me a fucking solution. Right. There's not not one time in any of this like did he? But it's so passive aggressive. It's right. like he didn't say one solution in all of this. No, he didn't say this it is sucks. how it should be solved. Yeah. So if you're this if you're Mister Intellectual and you know so much about it, well, please tell me. Well, tell me everything from how you would fix our economy all the way down to what what is your pizza recipe? How do you make pizza? Yeah. <laughs> and how much better is yours? Like it, it just seems like this guy does not have any solutions. So it just he he built he bakes his pizza. Pizza with hate. <laughs> I've noticed with this whole. You don't uh, turn it to three fifty. You turn it to six hundred. Cuts it in half the time. He's one of go. those guys. And yeah. crispy. He cuts in line. <laughs> you know, it seems jerk. Uh, people that I've talked <laughs> I'm sure to. You're a real nice guy. Yeah, people that I've talked to from all over the country, no matter what city they're in, they always say it sucks. You could talk to people right. from L.A. It sucks. People in Portland. It sucks. Um, and. It, everybody wants to move to those cities because they think it's great. And everyone and on the opposite, opposite side of the fence wants to leave. Right. And so it makes you wonder, well, what then are people really thinking is on the other side of the fence? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want your Illusions. town to be? Like, do you think like everyone does? I, I think the problem is people think that everyone is des- destined for greatness and they need to live in this, like, uh, in New York City or Los Angeles because, well, I don't know, because that's that's the town with all the glitz and glam that they deserve. That's what's you know right that, for them. That, do you know that if you're in L.A., I, it's very hard to find somebody that was born there? Isn't no, that weird? but I, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Most people are transplants. They're all from, where are you from? All 49 other states. What are you here for? Acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Entertainment. So, All right. Well, so we've decided to tell that guy to go eat a b- bag of toolboxes. Let's <laughs> go with that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, Do we have a positive one, like where um, we can, where we can at least like thank somebody for, <laughs> for at least being like rational instead of just being like people are real quick to bitch here. But if you ask them to, to, to help out on something, they're doing something else. They can't be there for you. Right. And that, yeah, that's, 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 that's another. this ilk of people. I'm not saying everybody does that. I'm saying like sure. this guy that's bitching is not doing anything to, to make anything better. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's just there trying to stir the pot and have people say to him, Oh yeah, you're right. What's his name? Fuckface <laughs> six, nine Scranton fucking sucks. Right. Six, nine, six, nine, X, X, yeah. X, like four twenty. <laughs> here's a guy like who went out of his way. Is this a Facebook? Yeah. Uh, no, this was on, Twitter. This was on our website. Oh, he commented. Oh. He actually commented. So he, he, on, he which he is made rare. His own account. Yes. Okay. Just to do that specifically. Now, mo- most of our comments do come from Maybe it's North Korea. Media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's do like one or two more. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, 
let me see there there was this one on uh to to go back to the Menzingers uh, and that somebody show. talk shit about that no no oh, okay this, this is a positive one you said you wanted a positive one yeah so I'll it was pull. Ri- that would it be was rich it was like but he went under like the pseudonym so it was like <laughs> the show was great bathrooms not, it's not it's so a cons- much. It's, it's a conspiracy used some rich, <laughs> rich is causing drama on his own website that's right. what you it's do like, he's stirring the pot <laughs> see Jimmy all media has its own agenda. I'm trying to find. I I can't. Uh, of course, you can't find the positive one. <laughs> How many negative ones do you have? Are your well, comments mostly negative? Or uh, well, here's the thing: is uh, because our site is mostly uh, positive. Like when I when I used to work for uh, the paper, um, they most of the comments were negative because uh, you had news and entertainment. So they ignored the entertainment stuff because most of it's positive and talking about artists that are doing good things in the community. Right. So people just, mo- for the most part, they would ignore them. Or every once in a blue moon, someone would just go off on a tirade that had nothing to do with what the, the article was about or the artist or anything else. Uh, the uh, so, so really, because the site if, is focused on the positivity of the area and we try to take a, uh, we have a positive take on what's going on here, um, most of our comments are positive. Uh, the stuff that we do get, the feedback is is usually great. And it's well, it's been- nice because you're not you're not broadcasting to like you know you're not one of those things where where it's like oh you go to every home. It's people people choose to be a part of any PA scene. It, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, and 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 people have been except uh, fuckbag. <laughs> Right, colostomy well, I, head. I I, I chose I chose him this week just because I I thought his particular tirade was funny. I hope he listens to this. And what's his fuck? Oh, Scranton fucking sucks. Bitch cock McGillicuddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Troy McClure. Uh, I hope he comments some more. <laughs> I really do. I hope he comments against specifically me. I, I'd I, love that. I, I mean, uh, the 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 one about um, the uh, the Menzinger show must be on a different uh, article that I, uh, that I'm not looking at at the moment. Um, it, it it basically was was saying that um, you know it's nice that this kind of tradition exists um, that people are because it, it, it the the show's proceeds went to uh, Arts Alive, which is a, a community. Um, a, a community event where uh, over the summer um, uh, d- different uh, teachers and things get together and they teach young kids uh, the arts and they get them into arts programs. And yeah, because like the state has slashed all the extracurricular art. A- exactly. Art stuff. It's a it's a it's a, a great program. I've I've done stories on it before and uh, the kids get a lot out of it. And uh, it, it's great that we do have uh, bands that that care enough to to donate the money, you know, to uh, I think to also it's because like they that. realize how much it helped them. Right. And that, that was, that was actually what Tom May uh, from the Menzinger said that uh, a lot of it was just due to the fact that, you know, he couldn't think, he couldn't imagine his life without, you know, his art. So, you know, to have other people not have that opportunity would, would be awful. So it's nice that, um, that they have that. So yeah, there, there, there are, there are people who are positive and they leave us positive comments. In fact, I I can't complain because most of our uh, but the negative ones are just so funny. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> it's like it's like. Do you ever see the? Do you ever see the South Park where um, they start explaining nine eleven to Stan, Mm-mm. and he keeps going, <laughs> "What? <laughs> what?" And his voice gets getting higher pitched. Like the more details <laughs> they give him, and his head gets more cocked. 
And you're like, that's what that's what happens when you like when you when you read these guys writing all this negative stuff because you know you're just like, really? Like yeah. that's not even. How do you even jump to that conclusion where it's like, I think Scranton fucking sucks. Guy has an agenda though. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and I think the funniest part about it is, I think is, I think it would be better if he changed his name to Scranton. Sometimes fucking sucks, because <laughs> then at least it opens the door but, for him to have like a, a you know a shining moment of positivity. That's more that's more passive aggressive though. You know, I love passive if it's aggressive. Inter- if it's internet, it's it's ten or nothing. You know, you have to, yeah, you have to turn it up. You have to turn up. That's why I'm not really succeeding at the internet because I'm always really like a four. Uh, here, here, here is the the comment. Uh, uh, Taylor Co. is uh, how do you spell that? The last name? C- just ta- uh, it, it's all one word. Taylor and then C-O. like company. Yeah. Oh, all right. Right. Um, so it says, uh, "What what a great t- tradition! It's awesome to see bands return to their hometown and give back to their community." Also excited about the locals like S Dakota on this show. So, gen- you know, we uh, are going to have S Dakota on. Nice po- positive comment. Hopefully. Yeah, I, th- I would love to have them on uh, down the road because, yeah. uh, again, and there's there's a bunch of positive guys that are trying to do. Positive. Yeah, no, I don't know about you. Um, I know that I've been approached by a couple of bands. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Of, of more more than <laughs> more than one. Yeah. It's a matter of, uh, you know, scheduling everyone and then finding topics that we, we all, want, all want to agree on and talk about. Cause, yeah, we can't just talk about the music industry all the time. Yeah, yeah. We can, it, North Korea we was, a, get, was a was a that was a stretch a for contrasty. Us. But we wanted one. to do, we wanted to do something. I don't. Different. I don't. I, and I still don't think that you know we got we got to a point where um, it made total sense. Right. But you know, well, I, I hope people just got the just like we're talking about it because we feel and we think. Other yeah, people I mean, would it's, feel it's, that it's, it's, right. it's 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 a, a bigger it's a bigger deal. Yeah. I, you mm-hmm. know, people just I I okay at the at the core of it it, it just it's not one of those things that you should just take lightly. Right. You know what I mean? It's not about a movie. On the surface, it could seem that way. But it's very like, superficial. You know, and, we you know, know going back that, to what Jimmy was saying. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Just just to kind of agree with you mm-hmm. um, in a way. <laughs> not fully. I'll never I'll never fully agree. Um, is is that is that? Yeah. Like, the I, I, you know, as you were saying that and as I and as I thought about it a little bit, it seems like, you know, being that these are whomever's reporting on this is, are these, are these big multi uh, faceted, you know, expensive corporations. corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entirely possible for them to divert the message mm-hmm. so that they can cover their ass. Um, and, and kind of, you know, it's kind of like a bait and switch, you know, mm-hmm. where they're, where they're, where they're reporting on like Sony and like the, it's basically like this, this Hollywood gossip column that they're reporting on. Meanwhile, like they're taking the focus away of, of the, of the grander idea, which is that, you know, most of what we do, you know, a lot of us pay bills, do banking, uh, pay our cell phone bills, the internet, um, you know, those things could be kind of under attack and you don't want to create, you, you want to create fear, but I don't necessarily think, but I also don't necessarily think that they want to create a panic. No, you want to create awareness and you want to, you, it's, it's good to have some skepticism. Oh, Lauren came in at the actual last minute. Do you, okay. So what you're here right now, right? Come right. here. Welcome Lauren back. Okay. You have three minutes. You're going to light, we're going to lightning round to you. Oh, geez. All right. Okay. All right. North Korea. Your feelings go. on North Korea. 
Oh. And what's going on? Okay. Well, did you hear someone shut down their internet today? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, was, oh, come on. That was that. That's we're on top of it. Okay. Did you 1984 it already? <laughs> you did not. Did you Brave New World it already? No, no. I, I I really wanted to get into this, the sci-fi stuff, but uh, I, I, we didn't get to it. Okay. I don't know what's been covered already. Just do your three minutes. Uh, oh, you know you are. Just just well, talk. If if it's been covered, it's been covered. Rooney, right. Benny <laughs> scene, oh. the last. You know what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of pressure, guys. Kill it. Okay. You. That's your fault for walking in here. <sighs> I was gonna make some witty remark and then walk out. <laughs> oh, it's it's just a shame that the uh, that a corporation can be held hostage and cause such a uh, a, a, a commotion over. A picture, a motion picture, can cause such a an ordeal over nations. Is really is really, it's it's quite remarkable. It really is. And the fact I don't, did anybody mention the corporation thing? The corporation? No. Oh I, no. Well, so, I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears for any corporations. I'll say that. But at the same time, we we, we what we kind of discussed was that. Um, you know, there's a greater aspect to this that that behind the you know there on the, on the surface, uh, we all want to talk about the the uh, art aspect of it and the movie and and things like that. But behind it is just this greater idea that you know if uh, a corporation like this can be hacked like that, then you know how the, far does hacking go? At I the mean, base can we- level, what has been attacked is our freedom of speech. A satirical movie that has all the rights in the world to be as satirical as it wants has been held hostage because of what it contained. Right. America was built on certain principles. And one of those things is our ability to say what we feel, what we want, as long as it's expressed in certain fashions. Satire is one of those fashions that has been accepted as creative and important to further society. We should be standing behind satirical works of art or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Maybe art's a strong word in this case, but yeah, I know I I get what you're saying though. It's overall, it's any Americans right to say what the heck they want. And for any party not just a country, but any party to say, you can't say that. It's not within America's fabric to stand by and let that happen. Unless it's going to cost a business $200 million. Then then that's just sad <laughs> on the business's part. Yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely could have done a hell of a lot more to protect themselves. And it's a costly lesson. Although they've been told, remember when they got hacked a couple of years ago? I guess they, they didn't. They didn't learn. They said, oh, yeah, we revamped security. Eh, I guess not so much. Well, we can just keep <laughs> shutting people's internet down. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can't have nice things. <laughs> That's my thought. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, let's let's uh, wrap it up then because we were at an hour and a half and then we went over. So Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's not your fault. Uh, we, we went over before that because uh, my segment, actually, the whole point of my segment was to wrap things up. And then, you know, we, we went off on a tangent about that. So, you know, what can you do? And way to step in and 
Ruin the flow, Lauren. <laughs> I apologize. Well, now we'll yeah we'll just blame you anyway, even though <laughs> it's even fine. even though I was totally taking the blame off of you, Jared put it back on. So okay, all right, fuck it. It's your fault now. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Whatever. We we all we all do, Lauren. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. I was I was elsewhere doing other stuff. I was totally not involved with whatever went on with the internet in North Korea. Good. Yeah. We 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 did postulate about your involvement in that for a while. But I figured you would. Yeah. But we we concluded you weren't involved. Good. Yeah. I just have, just because you're Asian, a, we're not going to be. Thinking I brought a paper hacker. trail to prove where I was today. <laughs> Good. In case you didn't believe me. Like that can't be forged. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're signing off for now. So uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, hey, leave us some comments. Maybe we'll be really mean back to you. I'm kidding. No, we're really <laughs> we, to leave constructive comments and it will continue the conversation. Uh, leave bitter hatred uh, under the handle. Scranton fucking sucks. And we're probably going to rip you. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, people should make alternate accounts. Yeah. Very creatively named alternate accounts. <laughs> Right. Yes, I saw that their, comment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah. 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 It was a good one. It was, it was definitely a good one. But yeah. Uh, tell us what maybe you, yeah, you want to see. Tell us your take on the on show. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear uh, what, what kind of topics you want us yeah. to talk about. What do you about. like? What do you hate? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll, we'll uh, see you next week. 